1986, a year so nice they named it twice, but with a different number. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Guys, today, not a new game, but all the games. Every single one, guys. I don't think that's even true. Except for the games that weren't in 1986. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's what I was really getting at. We're not going to review 28,000 plus games. We're just going to talk about the... Ones that came out in 1986 in North America for the NES. This is our best of 1986. So before we start talking about, like, you know, our favorite games of 86 or our least favorite games, I think we should really just, like, recap a little bit about the year and stuff like that. I'd love to just kind of sum up some thoughts or, you know, just, like, your general impression. Kind of like how we do, like, first impressions. What's your general impression of 86? I would would say that 1986 was, uh, like, sort of Nintendo sophomore slump. I'm not. I'm not saying that the that this was a particularly bad year because it had some great games in it, but it was very sporadic in the quality of those games. So it wasn't the sort of the wasn't sort of the home run that 1985 was in terms of a launch lineup. Um, but you know, between the introduction of third party releases and some some good first party stuff, uh, it was hit and miss. Same. I think that this year, this is the year that we start kind of seeing the separation from Nintendo and the arcade a little bit more. Where we're seeing games that are more linear, even though they are they have mostly arcade elements to them. Um, like take something like Mock Rider, like it is something that would fit at an arcade, but it's got like a little bit of a story to it. Or you got like Gumshoe, which is completely linear. Right, right. And they don't really nail the execution on a lot of these games, but we're starting to see this kind of, I think, a step in a different direction. Between, yeah, a lot of their launch games were also on the Verse system, which is their arcade home kind of thing, so now you're starting to see. And I think, like, some of these games also did get Verse system ports. I I know Mock Rider did get one, but it didn't, like, come in with, like, the arcade in mind first. Right. I see what you're saying there. Joe? So my opinion's kind of like it contradicts itself a little bit because when I first think of 1986, I think like there weren't that many great games in there. But then when I'm looking through to decide my top five, I'm like, oh, there are a lot of games I really liked in here. So I think what it boils down to for me is that 86, even the games that we have in our essential list or the games that I really liked in 86, I don't think are as good as the games that were great in 85. Like there was not a Super Mario Brothers or a Duck Hunt right. in 86 to me. Okay. Uh, I think for me, you know, looking at the bigger picture, right, we got 1986 is now really like the NES launch in America. So we've played those launch games in 85 if we're considering ourselves part of, like, that select New York City group. But for a lot of people in 1986 was, like, their first chance to even get hold of Super Mario Brothers. So you have to think, like, not only did they get all of these cool games in 86, but they also got all the games we already talked about in 85. So I don't really know if, like... Nintendo's failing, but for me, the big story here is that as much as Nintendo's trying to be something different than the consoles before them with this Nintendo quality seal and being like, you know, the gatekeepers kind of between good and bad games, they're allowing a lot of bad games specifically from third party. I think a lot of the games that we played from third party were not strong with the exception of like maybe one or two standouts. 
Anybody disagree with that? Like, third party right now doesn't sound that great to me. No, it's no. looking like another, like, in a different timeline, this could have, like, just evolved into another, like, Atari 2600 sort of thing. Like, if we're just judging it by this short uh, sample size. Um, but obviously, 1987 happened. But Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think the thing with um, third parties in particular here is that, you know, maybe it's like the first time that they're getting their hands on like the NES as a console, and they're like or the Famicom for that regard, and they're trying to figure out like how to port their arcade hits over because a lot of those games that we were seeing were kind of like arcade hits, so they just didn't translate well in their NES ports. I mean, we talk about like 1942 there for a second, and it's like. That's a great game on the arcade, but the NES port was kind of lacking for us, and it's just, you know, like, no one really wanted to play 32 levels of that, and the, you know, like, the length of it didn't make it, like, feel like a home console experience, it just made it feel like a drag. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it, it's similar to, like, in more modern systems, uh, like, the the PS2 had that very exotic... Uh, a CPU that a lot of people found difficult to program with. I think it was first. PS3, right? Or was it the PS3? Yeah, yeah the yeah. cell, right? The cell. Right. I was the, thinking the, of the emotion the... engine, but I guess it was the cell. But it, eventually, that became uh, like just as competitive as the Xbox 360. So, right. I mean, I think over time, like when people learn the uh, people learn the hardware, it becomes easier to make good games third party. It's interesting to see this become, like, a common problem for Nintendo's second-year stuff. Like, we're seeing it even now with the Switch, but, like, even N64 had this problem of, like, getting non-third-party titles, like, out the... uh, Only third-party titles, like, out of the gates, and, like, the GameCube had, like, the last realms of third-party support before, like, the Wii became something completely different Mm -hmm. than the PS2 and the Xbox, so it's just, like... Uh, no, the PS3 and the Xbox right. 360. So it's just like, it's weird to see Nintendo continue to like struggle with this, even though we know that they're going to succeed. But it's like, even at their very first console, they're still having like this trouble with third-party right. support. Right, and to piggyback off of, off of Sean's point, it's it feels very similar to the PlayStation in the sense that everything was being ported from Xbox because they made things for Xbox first and then to the PlayStation, a lot of things, mm-hmm. and things didn't look as great. And I feel like that's what a lot of... Um, what's happening with like the arcade where it's like oh it's ported from the arcade and it just kind of gets like you get like a crappier version of yeah it. and i mean some of those games have even been on 2600 or 5200 for atari so it's like you know a lot of these things are just like the games you remember from the arcade that you were spending quarter after quarter on now you can just own them and like i right. that is exciting if right. you're like a home console owner at the time there's but, a trade off though right. yeah, yeah, yeah and not yeah. that any of us are game developers but like i imagine that if you're not giving a game the care that it takes to build it from scratch you lose a lot in translation just sending it over to another console right right so you know we can talk about the good games but i think like we've praised the good games enough i was thinking the other day how would i fix the games that i didn't like like you know we we've complained about them but what would i really do to like you know fix them and you know there are games like karate champ which I don't feel are fixable unless you, like, change them into being a a different kind of game. But did anybody have, like, any thoughts about specific games that, like, had a mechanic that they just didn't like and that they wish, like, they, you know, could have been a little tighter or, you know, changed this and it wouldn't have been so bad? My immediate thought goes to, like, Ghost and Goblins of just, like, you know, if if the Red Devils weren't present in that game, I might have enjoyed it just a little more. See, I think to Ghost and Goblins, too, but maybe to something different. The Red Devils... 
I mean, trust me, they get on my nerves, but I, I kind of like that there's that, like, well, maybe really I just get rid of that boss. one specific level. Yeah, the that, red I know what you're talking just, about. Like, yeah. The whole level is red devils. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think, like, again, that's, like, you know, that's just, like, my immediate thought. Right. But I do think, like, there's there's plenty of games, like, you know, even if we want to talk about, like, muscle. I was going to say muscle. Yeah, yeah a game that I don't think is good to begin with, but go yeah, ahead, Sam. I, I was going to say muscle, like, when I first was reading about muscle in the manual, uh, I, I was seeing, like, oh, each character has, like, a special move. Like, that's cool, and they're custom to each of the characters. And so it has like a little more personality to it, and that got me excited. And I played it, and it just it kind of was more than lackluster. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or and I less think like, than lackluster, whichever one's less. I think but, even <laughs> if you didn't want to change that game that much, if you yeah. just got rid of like that that f- glowing orb that like made oh, the other yeah. person invincible, if yeah. you just like got rid of that, like that's, maybe that's it would be an okay game to play, you know? Or like, just to have the option to turn it off or something. I mean, that's yeah. like then we're getting into it's like turning off Smash Balls, yeah. you know? Like yeah. uh, <laughs> nobody wants those things anyway, so just get rid of them. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'd say muscle. If I were to just kind of jump on what you were talking about with um, forgot the name of it, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. Um, yeah. I also had something I would change about it, but I think I would change more the power-ups or the weapons that you collect, like I would have them be more significant, have some kind of trade-off. There's really kind of, there's one that's great that you pretty much want the whole time, which in my opinion is the knife, and then there's one that you just don't want at all. Like, like none of them are really I imagine like an inventory, you know? Like I feel like having it, like, you know, it would be hard, like you start with, what what do you start, it's like the javelin? You start with, yeah, yeah, like the lance. Yeah, 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 the lance, yeah. And you start with that, and then, like, you each level kind of, you know, like, there's a secret item that you can find in the level that, like, adds to your inventory, and you can swap. Right, you like, like a Metroid sort of thing. Of, yeah, like, I I don't want to go, like, to, you know, yeah. like, I don't want to say, like, you know, and then it's also, like, you can explore the levels yeah. and stuff like that for it. I just meant, like, more like, you know, kind of like 1942 style, where it's, like, if you defeat a certain amount of enemies, then you get the POW thing, and it could either, like, add, like, Mm-hmm. Two two planes side by side, or add four blasters, That'd like something like that. Be dope to have a plane, and have a plane yeah. and Ghost yeah. and Goblins. <laughs> Very <I> mean, helpful. <laughs> also, maybe you know, just like a set of armor every now and again, more yeah. than it was right. giving you already. Right. Like yeah. I think that would have helped. And I think or, a lot of the power ups just ended up being like inadvertently being obstacles. Because you're like, I don't want to get that, but it's in my way, and it just becomes like another enemy almost. Like, I don't want to get the fireball, but it's right there in my path. Yeah, or another could, uh, bottomless pit you got to jump over. Right, yeah. exactly. It could even be like the sacks of money. You know, you get enough sacks of money, and you can get, like, a, you can choose your weapon at the end of the level or something. You okay. Know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other games that we would fix? See, I don't have anything that I would just <laughs> tweak a, um, like, one mechanic or two. I st- I want my original idea for Gumshoe. I yeah. want I want that to be a third a third like a scroller, um, a brawler where you're actually hunting down the uh, the kidnapper for your daughter and not just shooting at yourself to jump <laughs> because that was that was my most disappointing game of 1986. I think I okay. think that was one that you said you were looking forward to. It was, right, and that's, that's right? what's so interesting about yeah. that. Uh, and I agree that Gumshoe could have been something entirely different. I don't know though, like if I would change that. Like it didn't work, but at the same time, I, I do like when we when we did that episode, we talked about how it took all the mechanics from the previous light gun games, and I just I like that. Like, yeah. I think that's cool. They could have, you know, yeah, they could have just, uh, you know, got abandoned the light guns and just done whatever, but, like... It, it was very charming for what it was. Uh, it wasn't a good game. No, no, no. It no, was no. very charming, and it had it had personality. Gumshoe's still the only game 
so far on, of nostalgia that we that I have not played. Yeah, so I'm going to try and. I play can't. It, yeah, yeah. You got to get. Soon. Yeah, you got to get yeah. on that. I'll, I'll update you, listeners, on whatever episode we're you on. You are the Zapper's biggest fan. Like, <laughs> I am like, a Zapper fan. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Cool. Uh, oh, I was just going to add one little thing. Just Donkey Kong 3, just like fix the difficulty level for the levels because I feel like it just got a little bit weird I, after like the first cycle. I agree. And I think yeah. like even just, you know, if you want to stick to that gameplay, like let's say like that you're not going to change it completely and take my amazing idea of just making it where Donkey Kong himself is finally playable. <laughs> You know, like, the natural progression of but Donkey Kong is Mario, Donkey Kong, yeah, he's too big, he's the original Ridley. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into that here, because I already have a whole soapbox on that in Donkey Kong 3, but yeah, uh, Sam, to your point, it's just like, the bugs, the bugs are manageable at first, but then there just comes a point where this game is like a mess. Yeah, you know, bugs. It's, <laughs> not actual, like, gameplay bugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. actual <laughs> bugs and stuff, but I don't know, I don't, I don't think, like, even fixing that, I just think like that's not the mechanic I wanted in Donkey Kong Three. Period. You know, like yeah. I don't. But I just I'm saying like if, if they're gonna do that, then like just make it make it better. <laughs> what Sh- what Sean was saying about like you know Gumshoe being his big disappointment, I really feel like Donkey Kong Three for me is like my big disappointment because, and I knew that going in, so it's not like so fair to say that, but it still stings that <laughs> hey. Donkey Kong and Dun- <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. It still it still bites that. Uh, Dun- Donkey Kong 3 isn't like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. And, you know, who knows if we'll ever see another Donkey Kong-style game. It still hits you on the head with a coconut. Um, D- does that happen in the game? That, yeah, he are throws, you he throws making co- a euphemism? He, or no, what? he throws coconuts at you, doesn't he? Who? Donkey Kong. Maybe. <laughs> I honestly don't remember now. <laughs> right, you're making can, me doubt it. No, 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 no. You're making me doubt it. But like, doesn't he get like? It's like a, a, a beehive. Right? Beehi- no, yeah. Donkey yeah. gets the beehive on his head, but he will also throw coconuts. I at never you. really saw him aggressive. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Biggest surprise in 1986, right there. Yeah. I, I, I will say I don't think I was as hurt by it being a different game. Only because you didn't I, like I don't, the original. I don't care for the original anyway. Yeah, like I too much. I'm page. always like, eh, it's okay. Like I think I. Not growing up with it, I'm just like, yeah, it's Donkey Kong. I've seen it a million times. So I was, like, happy to see something a little different. Uh, I'll change it up for a second. So we talked about, like, those two being disappointments, but what's a game, you know, it doesn't have to be your favorite one from this, but what's a game that you would like to see another entry in its franchise? Don't don't think about, like, if it has entries in the future. Just based off of the game that you played here, you'd be like, I'd like to see them do another take on that. I would Uh, like to see Chubby Cherub 2. (laughs) <laughs> where it's actually like a well thought out game and it's not just a palette swap of something else entirely. And you're kind place, of going to see that though. It takes you're, place in hell this time. In, <laughs> yeah. in 1987, Kid Icarus comes out and like, okay. it's not this. Is, is not that even Chubby cl- Cherub 2? I'm just saying that like, you know, Pitt is like, Pitt is the star of Kid Icarus, right. which is weird that they also call him Kid Icarus, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's kind of like a, a, a Cupid like character. Because in I just like, like, you know, in a platformer, flying's cool. And it's like it's cool that you get to fly in Kid Icarus, but it's not fun. Like I don't know how they made it not fun. Oh, you you made Chubby, Chubby Cherub. Cherub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Chubby Cherub. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. And it's not fun in Chubby Cherub, and I don't know how they did that. Yeah. But um, if they can find a way to not mess up and make flying fun again, 
then I would look to see Chubby Cherub too. Chubby Cherub might be like my most forgettable game. Yeah, of this, it's of just this so year. Like, whatever. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even when you brought I it think... up, I was like, and I just played it too, before this episode. Like I was just playing like all the games again, and you bringing that up again, I was like, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. For me, yeah, um, I would say Commando. Commando. Okay, another entry in that. Yeah, because it's just. I mean, it's it feels pretty pretty simple. You know, I think that they could really. Take it. I would like to see what else they can add to it. Yeah, you know? I kind of think of that as like, and you know, I would love to hear your ideas too. But like, you know, Contra kind of does like that style, but with uh, 2D platforming, like mm-hmm. so, you know, side and with Commando's specific like way of kind of going up horizontally throughout the screen. It'd be interesting to see them tackle like more obstacles than just like the cars and the guys who throw the grenades and stuff like that. Like you could add so much more in a yeah. sequel. So maybe, I think that maybe would be give cool. you a car. Give you a car Have is a, a driving cool idea. Level. That could happen. Know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And it could be like Mock Rider style. Yeah, just make it Mock Rider. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just probably these games Rider. Problem solved. Yeah. I think, honestly, if you did make most of these games, if you kept, like, their branding and stuff, but just put it in the Mock Rider universe, it could work. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think that what we talked about in the Mock Rider episode with F-Zero and Mock Rider being alternate futures of one prequel game <laughs> where, like, an F-Zero is the pristine good future and Mock Rider is post-apocalyptic future. Someone's got to write amazing. an article on I think that. that's amazing. Yeah, I, I yeah. might write that. Yeah. I've never played any F-Zero game is where the, uh, Ooh, where the okay. issue of my theory fine. comes it's in. Hard, so. so there's um there's one, notice- one noticeable one notable game that we did not play this year because it did not come to North America, but I think is worth talking about. And does anyone know what that game is? No. Spoopers. Spoopers. Spoop. Is it Super Super Mario Bros. Two? Super Mario Brothers Two oh. came out in Japan in 1986. Oh, the, the, like the the now our lost levels. Our right? lost yeah, levels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Doki not, Doki Panic. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, like we'll save that for when it happens. <laughs> okay. But um, Doki Doki Panic between me and Joe is like a, a right. challenge. It's a, yes, <laughs> we have a, we have a, a duel, yeah. if you will. Um, we'll but explain yeah. that in, in two years when we get to the yeah. Super right, right. Mario Bros. Two <laughs> right. episode. Um, in Super Mario Brothers Two, though, I mean, like. It's basically Super Mario Brothers again. Has anybody ever played this? Yeah, I mean, like, I had uh, Super Mario All-Stars, so I, like, played around with it, but I never spent too much time in in Lost Levels. Yeah, they added, like, poison mushrooms, which would actually kill you. (laughs) And they, uh, yeah, that's weird. (laughs) I think it's funny, because isn't that just a Goomba? (laughs) I guess you can't jump on the poison mushrooms. I think it was, like, you know, maybe, like, the first time you get it, you're like, oh, cool, new mushroom. And then you're like, wait, that's that's kind of screwed up, (laughs) Nintendo. It's it's probably trying to teach you, like, some mushrooms are poisonous. Don't go out eating mushrooms. That is actually very responsible of them. And it's just weird that if you think about it, now we've had... You know, Super Mario Brothers versus Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2. And they're all just essentially the same exact story. <laughs> uh, you know, like literally Peach has been captured or Peach, whatever they called yeah. it at the time. Princess Toad, Toadstool. But don't we get that story for another like 30 years? Yeah, yeah we get, <laughs> we get that story. Game. But I mean, like this is like a legit retelling. Yeah, right. So I just wonder, like, you know, for the Mario, like the people who developed the canon and timeline for that. Like, how do they tackle a situation <laughs> like that? It all takes place at the same time. You know, oh, in three different when, dimensions. The well, three alternate Mario, futures of the F-Zero. You know how Mario has different lives, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, well, this is what happens to some of the other lives. Oh, yeah. wow, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you should write a Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're still making one of those, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, With dinosaurs? It, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I can't say that this one won't have. It probably will have Yoshi. Yeah. And, and there's also... Mario, right? 
Yeah, Detective Mario. No, Detective Pikachu's <laughs> happening, though, but we can't really talk about that because we have a long way to go yeah. before nineteen. We've still got our non-disclosure <laughs> agreement with, with Nintendo. yeah. Uh, okay, so that was Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh, <laughs> it just it just feels weird that Nintendo would do that, and I'm kind of glad. I, this is, like, maybe not okay to say, but I'm kind of glad that Nintendo, like, said, eh, hold off on that. Like, you know, we'll yeah. wait, we'll get our own version of Super Mario Bros. 2, just because I think that, like, re-releasing that, I mean, like, the argument for Nintendo at the time for the uninformed is that they were saying, Nintendo of America said, no, don't do Super Mario Bros. 2. It's, you know, it's too hard. But that's, oh. n- but, like, I don't really think that that's the argument in favor of it. And yes, it is. A, it's a lot harder and challenging. But it, I think, like, really, similar. It, yeah, don't do it because yeah. it's so similar and you're saturating the market, like, with... Uh, like, it just you know, came like out same, in North yeah. America, yeah. You're kind of, like, ruining Mario's brand a little bit by doing that, you know? I wonder how that was received in Japan. They're probably thrilled more Super Mario Brothers levels. Yeah. But right. I don't think that that's exciting. I think, like, the way Super Mario Brothers USA, or Super Mario Brothers 2, as we call it, the way that that was done was like a more interesting spin than this. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if if it came and was like, here's extra the extra levels pack or whatever, the extra levels game. <laughs> I think like, about Great. DLC. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm talking about just like another game, but it's not like Super I know they didn't do this either. But if it's not the sequel, if it's like, oh, we made this game, but we're still making like another full game, like right. another fully new game. Then I'd be like, oh, cool, more they levels. Do the, that's their and one more thing at their E3 yeah, 1986. Right. They're like, oh, and one more thing, and they <laughs> show the Super Mario Brothers USA. Okay. Nintendo is Bethesda. All right. Yep. Anything else regarding 1986? Any feelings? Yeah, I mean, like you know, it was a fun. It was a fun time to be alive, you know. 1986 <laughs> nope, in general so was heard. a fun time for you. Yeah, yeah. Negative three years old. Negative, negative four years old. Wow, you don't even know your yeah. your <laughs> negative like years. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. No, that's okay. 1986, Sam, Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, wasn't around either. I just, I all, all I got about 1986 is this podcast. It's the first I've ever heard of 1986. <laughs> Yeah, I assumed that the Earth started in the year 2001. So I when you were when born. you were born, no, <laughs> when Shrek came out. Oh yeah, yeah is of that wait, is that when it came out? I don't know. Shrek is actually you know I was thinking about this the other day. And I don't want to get too off topic here, but like Shrek was like a huge leap in like it just was animation technology. It's, like, it holds up. The animation look at the water up. in Shrek one. Like, like just look at the water and like the animation, the hair like, rendering. Yeah, you know? it's just really good like, stuff. The uh, Shrek really is like a father at, figure for all of us. I think. <laughs> Like, <laughs> every single person. You look at the Donkey Kong TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at Shrek. Yeah. It's like two different worlds. Donkey Kong TV show is like something I never thought we were going to have to bring up again. Uh, that's the Saturday Supercade, for those of you that don't know, and we're not going to talk about that again. But was, uh, hold on, we need to need for one second. Yeah. Was that airing in 1986? That was airing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wow. was, I mean, like, I mean, no. <laughs> it had probably already aired. It was airing more likely in like eighty three, eighty four. Okay. You know, like when it was in the arcade. But Wait, like, what, what the the uh, Donkey Kong? Yeah, the Donkey I'm talking K- about the the CG one. 
Oh, you're talking oh, about Donkey Kong CG movie? Yeah, yeah no, 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 not CG movie. He's talking about the Donkey Kong CG show. Yeah, it was like in the mid late '90s, early yeah. 2000s, where Donkey Kong's butt is gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> I did not see this. It's probably for the best. I've, it, I've seen it. I just on saw WB. I I don't know. I just saw it because people have been talking about it on YouTube kids. recently. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that though because that's. That's like Super Nintendo N64 era, and that's like sacrilege around here. We can't really talk about okay. anything outside of NES. But I was going to say, you know what, guys? I'm tired of 1986. I'm full of 1986. I want something new. I um, want 1987. Hopefully you don't get full of that because that's uh, a lot longer in <laughs> video game time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I filled up pretty quickly on 86, but 87 is coming around the corner, and I'd love for us to just kind of talk about – you know, maybe we each say a game or two that we're looking forward to playing in 1987. I mean, Sean, give me one game first. Okay. I'm going to be a basic person right now and say... Be basic. Yeah, Legend of Zelda. That's what I'm looking forward to playing. Why are you looking forward to Legend of Zelda? Have you heard good things about that game? I've actually never heard of it. I just like the name of the... I like <laughs> the sound of the name, you know? <laughs> it's Legend good. of Zelda. Yeah. It, it has it's a flow. A, F. Scott yeah. Fitzgerald's wife, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, for real... Let, let's hear it. Well, why do I want to play it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like it's, it's still a game that I have not played all the way through. It's uh, something that, while I'm, I don't have the same connection to as someone like Mike may have. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up with uh, the N64, I was more of a PlayStation person. Um, I still am very interested in its history, and uh, I love. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of videos about um, the design that went into it. Um, and how that evolved over the years. So I'm looking forward to seeing a baby picture of uh, of Zelda as it is now. If you had to put into like words, maybe or a number, you know, like how, how much do you know about Legend of Zelda One? Five. Great. You said it, a number. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, know. Like, I mean, I, I know. was thinking like maybe a percentage <laughs> or like out of ten. He knows five Legend of he Zelda. Knows five. Um, I I mean I know quite a bit. I mean I'm not. Uh, I know, like, the, the general layout and that there are secrets with bombs. and Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I love that, that you know about them, but you don't necessarily know, like, what to do or where yeah. they are. Like, that's perfect because I really would love at least, like, one or two of us to be able to play this yeah, game. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to speed For the run. very first yeah. time during the podcast because, unfortunately, I just I can't do that. Like, yeah. I've already played it, so it's, it's in my memory. I'll be discovering things, but I'll also probably be using some strategy guides. Great. Uh, Sam, what do you got? Uh, okay, so I have a I have a secret that I don't think I've told you guys before. I love it. Um, barring like a couple minutes of the original Metroid that I played a little while ago, I've never played a uh, a Metroidvania game before. Wow! Like the any enti- any Metroidvania the entire game. genre, the entire genre. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think I have. Okay, um, and so I'm excited for Castlevania. There is an argument that Super Mario World. Is a Metroid. Never game. played that, that is game. Not a good argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, I don't. I don't hold any. Uh, I've never credit played to it Super Mario well. World either. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're still staying in that. That wow. That's so strange. Not even Super Mario World. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go back. Castlevania. Castlevania. Let's hear about it. Tell me about why you're excited. Uh, because you know people say Metroidvania. That's the Vania part, and it comes first before Metroid. So that's the first one that I'm going to be playing. I think it's uh, yeah. Well. No, I don't want to say it's – I mean, like, Metroidvania is, like, you know, first off, a lot of people – there's a hot contention over, yeah. like, what is and what isn't. But I think, like, Castlevania 1 mm-hmm. is not 
a Metroidvania. Oh, really? I've heard yeah, two yeah, yeah. is, like the, like, the one. Well, I'd say for me, it's, like, Metroidvania, the Castlevania side of Metroidvania starts at, like, Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Oh, well, you I know? think like, you want to play one? Metroid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're looking forward to playing Metroid, but I think you might be looking forward to playing Castlevania, though, too, if that yeah. idea interests you. No, yeah, I'm, I never played any Castlevania games because you know them being Vanias. Yeah, never, they're they're uh, a huge, <laughs> yeah. Castlevania. Yeah, they're a huge. Um, that's a huge franchise too. Like, there's so many games across so many different systems. Uh, yeah, that's a Konami joint, so, so they've like completely saturated it. that. Excited market. for yeah, that, yeah. and I'm excited for giving Metroid an honest try because I just played like a couple minutes of it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to play this right now. But, All right, so yeah. you kind of you kind of snuck in two games there. I'll allow Kinda, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, one game. <laughs> nope. I'm going to sneak in several games. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to go around again. Uh, oh, can we go around again? Okay, <laughs> yeah, great, yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because um, I do have, I was just going to say, I do have a lot of games. I have a list, too. I know, um, I know. And I, and I was just going to list them out because I knew we didn't want to spend too much time on this. But aside from, like, the classics that they've mentioned and a couple other classics, which I'll, I'll mention afterwards, um, one that I just didn't know much about, which I kind of looked into, was Solomon's Key. Okay. And, uh... I, I actually started playing it a little bit. I like it. <laughs> you go jumping ahead. I, I jumped ahead. I've, I've been How playing can a lot you keep of... your mind in 86 when you're playing well, games I, from 87? I started trying to play games I thought would take me a long time. Like, okay. I started That's playing Legend of Zelda as well. You probably get started on like Final Fantasy and Dragon yeah, Warrior. <laughs> right. Yeah, a couple of years in advance. Um, but yeah, Solomon's Key was just like a cool looking puzzle game. And I feel like we didn't get one that, I don't know, that seemed so much like a little adventure and a little like <laughs> each level seemed very... A lot of care, it looks like, went into it. I only played for, like, a minute. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I'm excited to kind of give that a deeper dive and see what it's all about. Yeah, I've been hearing you hype that up for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And, no, no, I mean, like, we listened to the music, and even the music yeah. was kind of like, wow, listen to that. So, I think, I, you know, I'm interested in that. I didn't put it on my list, but I'm definitely, like, for me, puzzle games, as long as there's a unique spin, I'm usually, like, able to, like... Hold a little longer than most people would, even if they don't necessarily like the game. Like, for me, there's something satisfying about mastering a puzzle. Right. right. You know, or mastering, like, a concept. You know, because, like, in in a game like Commando, you know, there's a lot of random things that are happening and, like, so many different ways to tackle a situation. In a puzzle game, you really, like, get a chance yeah. to just sit and, down and be and strategic what, about what it. What it seems like with Solomon's Key is that it seems like it's just going to be, like, there's one major mechanic to it that is different than what you're used to and you have to really kind of learn your way around that mechanic and that's what i find really cool cool all right i am going to throw out a very weird one because i don't want to uh take up any of the you know the games that everybody already knows about and i'm gonna say lunar pool Lunar okay pool. is that like billiards I, is that billiards on the moon it's it's <laughs> like it's like a mix between billiards and mini golf. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Okay. I am. Ve- I mean, like, I, I'm interested in how that plays on an NES. Yes, that's that's the thing. Is that like, I, I think like in 1987, this is gonna hold like a lot of people's attention. It's like, wow, what a weird crossover. Mm-hmm. But this is the game that you see on like every mobile phone now. You know, like <sighs> like mini golf essentially, where it's like you know you just drag your point and it shoots really far, and you know you got to do that. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what this is. The, I don't understand really the billiards element of it yet, but I think that could be cool. But, you know, it, it's essentially, like, 
exactly that, like top-down miniature golf style where you just kind of like pick your direction and you're hitting. It sounds stuff. interesting but, to me. I don't yeah. even know what the mobile games are for it, or like I just, the current mobile games. You know, I looked at some screenshots, and I guess I got to say, like, the only thing I'm worried about is the quality of the game based on, like, you know, how the UI looks and everything. Like, who can say this is definitely a third-party game? I didn't remember who the publisher was or the developer, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. I think it's something different and unique enough in the NES library. Is that point. late in the year? It is late in the year, yes. I think it's around November or December. Gotcha. Sean, another game. Um, I th- I kind of want to see what Spy Hunter was all about. Yeah, Spy Hunter's on my list. Yeah, I love that because I remember buying the game on a whim uh, when it when the remake happened for PS2, and it came with a uh, a, a music video um, for like a new metal band that was made for the game, and I want to see just how radical this game can be. <laughs> like, is it gonna be that hardcore? I I I can't imagine it being that cool because of you know, like nothing can be as cool as Mock Rider. But <laughs> I feel like I remember Spy Hunter too, though, from like the arcade. Like yeah. I feel like it was an arcade game. Oh, I think yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, I, I, I haven't played the arcade game, but um, I think uh, yeah, I'm gonna play that game a lot. I nice. Think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you won't be uh, disappointed thinking like Mock Rider, Spy Hunter. Yeah, from I, what I, I do, remember. I do like uh, vehicle action games, vehicle combat. Cool. We got we got a bunch of those coming up. Oh yeah, Sam, um, you snuck in too. I'll give you a third if you got any. Yeah, I, my third is also Zelda that you know Sean mentioned before. But yeah, yeah. have you played? I've never played the original. Okay. Before, so I I've seen uh, a couple people talk about it, but in more general terms than like you know it's not like I haven't seen like playthroughs of it or anything okay so I know that there are some parts where you might get stuck because there's just a random bush that you need to light on fire or something like that but I, I'm really excited to play that one Joe give me another game alright so I won't mention my two that they already mentioned which were Castlevania and Zelda you won't mention I won't them. mention them not <laughs> mention them right now I won't talk about them I won't take them. credit for I, this I, I, I won't, won't talk spend about more them. than five seconds talking yeah about exactly that's what I mean by mention um so those are on there, but also Metroid. I've never, uh, I've never played any Metroid game. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of history and lore. weight behind it. Lore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm really interested just to kind of jump on that bandwagon and see have, what it's all about. Have you seen the movie Alien? I actually have not oh seen Alien. Oh my god, Joe! Yeah, come on, I, know. I, I haven't either. We should watch. It. Yeah, yeah. We should actually do like a group watch of Alien and <laughs> While then follow playing. that. Yeah, play play Metroid. No, no, no. It has to be after. It has to be after. Alien requires full attention. Yeah. Okay. Alien is such a good movie. Gotcha. Sorry, I have to. I have to go out there and say that. So I'm excited, surprising. guys. Do you think about this? Just you know, before I give my final pick, like think about what we're talking about for '87. So far, we're talking about Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Castlevania, and my pick. Mega Man. Okay. Oh, Wait, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Mega Man. Is it late in 87? It is late in 87. Uh, I think it's either October or November of 87. Mega Man Shoot. comes to the NES, and that's huge. I'm excited for that, too. Yeah. Never uh, played Mega any Man Mega Man. kill me, because, like, I was I was dreading G- Ghosts and Goblins, and I'm, like, I've played Mega Man, and I just don't want to feel Mega that Man pain again. You think worse than Ghosts and Goblins? I just find that game really hard. And I don't know what what it is about it. I will say that Mega Man One is hard. But we played that you and I, Mike, right? But uh, but we beat Mega Man Two. We didn't. That's right. we, okay, I couldn't. Mega Man which one, one doesn't really uh, give you health. 
Gotcha. You know, like, like once you, yeah. it's like it runs into that ghosting goblins problem of like, hey, once you're taking hits, you're done. Do you get a save point like in Ghosts and Goblins or not? Uh, no, but then you do get. A, I think you get a password yeah, screen. You get a password. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you got that going for you. But yeah, I think uh, you know, Joe. Thank you for bringing up that we played it because that was like two years ago now, and I'm like really excited to get back into yeah. uh, you know. I remember having a good time, Mega but I, I think I more remember Mega Man Two now. So I'm yeah, okay. And yeah. I and I definitely had Mega Man One when I was a kid. But... Mega Man One. The thing is, is it's just like. You know, like, it's another game that's, like, I want to beat this game just like how I said I want to beat Ghost and Goblins just because, like, it has this reputation behind it. But Mega Man, not so much for being hard, but just for being, like, the first game in this legacy line of uh, of a franchise. And Mega Man 11 is coming out soon this year, so... Who knows what, you know, like, maybe I'll play Mega Man 1 followed by Mega Man 11. I won't yeah. be able to play all of them. And then Mega no. Man X13. Uh, I think we're only up to X9 if Whatever. it would ever come Same out, thing. but there you go. Because um, I think we got all the way up to X8, but a lot of those games aren't good. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not an expert. Don't yell at me. Uh, I also expert. deserve a quick, uh, yeah, quick shout-out to um, Slalom? Slalom? Slalom. Slalom. Um, just to throw that out there because that is rare. Yes, the Banjo-Kazooie yeah. people, the GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Sea of Thieves. Oh, if you want to think of them like that, though, it's definitely not those people. Like they've been so far removed now from. So sl- it's rare is now called slalom. No, 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 no. no, no. Slalom, slalom is the game. Okay, the name of the game. Weeks. Like skiing, you know that we're going to be oh, playing in a couple God. weeks. Um, okay. Yeah. Is there a big yeti that comes and eats you? Like in or no, moose? but I love that game. <laughs> I do love that game. What is that game? The ski, the free ski game free ski, on yeah. um, on Windows ninety five. Oh, I don't know if I played that. Uh, no you... Alien, no Windows ninety five. No. You never had Windows. 95? I had Windows ninety five. Okay, I, I never say, played no free Windows ski. No Windows ninety five. Interesting. Sam, do you have a thought? <laughs> uh, no. Cool. I was gonna say uh, maybe a moose in that game. Okay. There, I, I, I mean, I'm just interested to see what Rare can do because <laughs> this is their first time. Like, they're first off, they're gonna be the first Western developer to make a game for the NES. So it'll it be the exciting. first time. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time we get. I believe, you know, like all the other ones were either like very established in the market or at least had ties to Nintendo. And that's how they were able to get on, you know, the system. But Rare went, like, out of their way to be like, we want a piece of this pie. Have you ever seen what it looks like? I, I did see one screenshot, and it looks interesting. It looks, it looks it, 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 it's I, got I an interesting uh, it graphical viewpoint it. to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, it feels kind of good to play. And this is, like, <laughs> the uh, the Winter Olympics are coming up soon in, in Nintendo's time period, 1987 gotcha. kind of thing. So it's like they're probably just gearing up for that. You know, being like, oh, let's just get a bunch of winter sports games out there. Yeah, so they guys probably really are looking forward to this. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's not It's not like my I remember type. enjoying it. Okay. You remember even playing it now all of a sudden. Look at that. <laughs> I remember playing it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Great. <laughs> Did I not remember playing it? No, no, no I don't know. I thought, I thought at first you, you were like, a I'm a liar, ex- Joe. I thought he said he was looking forward to it. And now I am looking okay. forward to all it. Right. All right. I get it now. Okay. So that's 87 in a nutshell. Maybe we can do our best of 86. And we're back with the best of the worst. That's right. We're going to start off the best of 86 with actually what we think is the worst game of 1986. Usually I ask you guys to kick it off, but I'll kick this one off. And keep in mind that you're allowed to have the same answer. We are trying to really determine here the worst game of 1986. And I'm going to say that it was, without doubt, the last game we played, Karate Champ. Uh, Yeah, um... 
I would say that that is very uh, my, that was one of my two. I was going to uh, go between. Um, that was probably the worst uh, mechanical game. I actually just wasn't sure if like my my game was just freaking out. Like <laughs> yeah. like when Joe talked about that backwards kick thing, I was dying because I was like, <laughs> so that's actually supposed yeah. to happen. Like they, Wait, they how are you supposed to kick them though? No, but like the, your character would just turn backwards and then start kicking, and it's like now I'm not even facing yeah, we the guy. Figure out right, how no, I know, to... I know, I know. I played it too. Right. I'm, I'm wondering, like, what are you supposed to do with that? With like, what is that? That's well, like a, what, what I mentioned on the episode. What I mentioned on the episode was that the yeah. um, the demo, like when you let when you sit on the screen for too long, a demo starts, and even the guy in the demo <laughs> kicks backwards. The guy. Like, <laughs> the guy. Yeah, the guy, the character. Yeah, they thought I, I meant like we a guy that was in the demo it. too. But like, even the like character in the demo, even the character in the demo kicks backwards. Like so, even. Just within the game, it's just that's just the way it works. You just don't kick in the right direction. It's just amazing this thing even shipped at all. Like I think about <laughs> it, and I, I I lose sleep over the fact that Nintendo like thought like great, put it out there, let the world experience Karate Champ. I I never want to experience Karate Champ again. <laughs> there are bad games in 1986. We talked about them, but I really think that like this just stands out to me as like man, I just paid thirty dollars for this. Like thirty nineteen eighty six dollars, like that's like fifty sixty dollars if you think about it. So, geez, I can't believe they would do that. Sean, what's your pick? So now that that has been taken care of, I can just say the one, um, and that would be tag team wrestling, which is a game in which it was programmed without limitations on the on the uh, on the AI, like because the game is itself and. The game can detect your inputs. It knows exactly what to do to counter those. And <laughs> they, they never just, saw this. They never, <laughs> they never thought like, huh, maybe we should make it playable. And like maybe they should be able to beat the the CPU once in a while. But no, no, it's just like the uh the, the strong bads will just destroy you every single time. But if you beat them 25 times, 25. you become the tag team wrestling champion. <laughs> it, it's it's just amazing that that was a concept for them. And that that's not like a me you under the truck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, 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 and that's real. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I wonder how many people, like, organically discovered that. How many people, <laughs> right. how many people beat I it 25 bet times? I want to no one. Yeah. yeah. Except for that one guy who will email us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Sam? Uh, my pick was also tag team wrestling. Okay. It's just... Uh, I don't know. It's it's there we played two wrestling games back to back and it was I think considerably worse than the other one which was also bad. <laughs> Muscle, you right? Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny well, though. What order did you play them in? Uh I think I did tag team first. Yes. Same I did tag team first as well. And you know what's funny about that? It's with tag team wrestling and uh Muscle being able to play them back to back actually helped Muscle yeah, like it oh, it did. because it I was like, sure oh, did. it was playable. Yeah, yeah, finally, my 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 uh, inputs are doing something. It's only it's only kind of BS that they get this special ball thrown at them that makes them better. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, but like, why are they chibi figures in in uh, in muscle? Like, I don't, uh, I don't care about yeah. that. You know, right, sorry, just... sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're here to talk about tag team wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucks. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it sucks. Okay, <laughs> Joe. My pick was tag team wrestling. <laughs> and you guys kind of said it all. I also just thought the controls were really weird. There was that weird, like, select your attack function that just didn't really make any sense in the gameplay. Oh, my gosh. Like, to me. Um, but, yeah, it, it did come to me between tag team wrestling, 
muscle and karate champ. So all the three we're mentioning, tag team wrestling one is is much worse than great. All right, well, I'm glad it's all the games that we're all talking about. So tag team wrestling, obviously, I mean it would be on my list too. So we are officially crowning tag team wrestling the worst game of 1986. Everybody happy? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy, happy with that. I, I would love to just there are a play lot of some runners game up, over though. music, but oh yeah, yes, there are runners yes. up for sure. I mean, we didn't even talk about half of them, but Donkey Kong Junior Math, Donkey Kong Junior <laughs> Math being one of them, no <laughs> doubt. But you know what? It's kind of funny that Donkey Kong Junior Math, for all we didn't like about it, didn't show up in this conversation at all. Like, I just I'm made like, sure that it, I had to make sure that it did though. Because <laughs> you had that to was drop a it in bad there. game. Yeah. Okay. But it's fun. Yeah. Ah, man, it's just weird to think about now that I'm like, Dungeon oh, Junior at least, Dungeon Junior Math at least did something. Like, Karate Champ did nothing for me. Like, did absolutely Donkey nothing. Donkey Kong Junior Math was in debug mode. That whole game was just in debug mode. Like, <laughs> I, it, I, I still, I still just okay, had fun whoa, in two player. Whoa, I want to get back into it. I had fun in two player. I, I don't disagree. It's a bad game overall. <laughs> had fun in two player. And so, with that, we're going to do our favorite track of 1986 our favorite music track from a game that came out in 1986 and i think that the winner of this one will play later in the episode as we're tallying up the votes for best of 86 so this is fun where you know there's something on the line maybe so everybody can kind of like make a case but sean what's your favorite track of 1986 um i'm just gonna say the uh, mock rider theme the mock rider theme uh theme a or theme b I'd say th- theme A. Theme A. Theme, theme <laughs> A. It's all uh, very proper. Yes. <laughs> it's got uh, di- dynamicism. It's got adventurousness. It's got the timbre of a of a of an eighties rock ballad. Um, it doesn't have any of those things, but it's a, it's a catchy <laughs> jingle. I like it. That's all I have to say about Sam? it. Sam, I was also mock writer. It's just, it's really catchy. I can hear it right now. You know, <laughs> Joe, I don't want to do this to you, but I, I please go. I no, picked I'm the mock writer theme. <laughs> oh, you did. So, yeah, so <laughs> I think like, so you know, I just need to let matter. you know what's on the okay, line so here. Wait, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you theme A or theme. No, no, B. I know, I know. I just wanted to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It, theme it, A or theme B? It's theme A. Okay, good. It's theme, it's theme A for me as well. The theme B is haunting. Oh, like, theme, theme B is sick, but I think only because you're so used to theme A. I want everybody to talk about the mock writer theme for a second, though, Joe, before we go to your pick, but I just needed you to know what's on the line because you really have to sell us on your track now. But it doesn't matter, right? I'm No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, I could come around. If oh, you okay. want to convince right, me, try, this I'll isn't like the essential okay. games. Okay. Like, I can be convinced okay. of anything. Okay. You know, like, Let's see. you could tell Earth. me that uh, Mario's squeaky shoes in Donkey Kong is the favorite track. <laughs> you know, like, just like, <laughs> well, you're in for a surprise. No. Uh, okay, Sam, finish your thoughts with Mark Ryder. Uh, yeah, it's just, it just sounds cool. It's a cool song. It's, it's a, a cool song, song that stuck for with me for, cool for days too. Like I was just like in my head, I'd just be like, like it's. I was doing that walking down the street, like yeah. at people, <laughs> walking down the street, <laughs> shooting people, yeah. barking at them, walking down the street, shooting people on my motorcycle. <laughs> uh, we do not want to talk uh, about that part. Yeah, no, that's fine. Oh, okay. It didn't happen, right? Well, like, <laughs> no, I don't have a motorcycle. Good. Okay. Wait. You didn't. You didn't deny. Joe, you. What's your, uh, hey, Joe. What's your song? Uh, my song is actually the Balloon Trip song. 
a great. You know song. what I'm talking about? Really yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything really. else in Balloon fight. fight is kind of lukewarm or not good for me. Uh, well, there's sorry, that some music. frightening sound yeah, right. in uh, the start of a balloon right. fight match in the like actual thing where it's like really high pitched screeches <laughs> at each other, like back and forth. Um, it's the and I will say I, I do <laughs> think the Mock Riders theme is good, but I think that uh, just a completely random thought here, but I think that the balloon trip fight just happens to be really good tallying music. It's I think also the like, balloon trip music feels more Nintendo. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, true. You know? Like they're both in-house Nintendo designed, but like there's just something about the balloon trip thing that makes me feel very like yeah. fun. Like you know, I'm about to go somewhere, do something. <laughs> you know, do 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 do. You know, like yeah, it, it's, uh, it's very whimsical. But I still think that like. Mock Riders theme just like put, it makes you want oh, to play the game more kick ass. But do you think that it is better yes. when you're tallying a number? I it's don't better care. to hear the Mock Riders. This isn't the best. Theme. This isn't the best tallying song. The best <laughs> but song we're, using we're using we it for the tallying. Tally. We, we are tallying. We will use it for the tallying. But right. this is not what we're voting. It was. Uh, it was just a question. Just I wasn't. Shut up, I was just Joe. a question. Sean doesn't like to lose. I love the idea that Joe had Mock Rider, but then when I heard, when I explained like how this track will be used, in the episode, <laughs> I switched it. He was like, hey, "What's a good tallying song?" <laughs> no, Balloon Fight was Balloon Trip was my uh, my top one, mm-hmm. and uh, Mock Rider wasn't wasn't in the running. Actually, I do like it, but you I just have, reminded me for some reason when you said Balloon Trip and then corrected yourself with balloon fight it was like when sean said balloon shot like was the yes. name of the game did i say balloon shot yeah you said balloon shot at one point it was in the bloopers actually yeah. it's a, a little known fact if you go to the end of any nostalgia episode for the most part you'll hear like <laughs> yeah, a bunch of stuff so oh, yeah. Man. yeah it's actually balloon boy balloon boy <laughs> okay uh no <laughs> <laughs> Balloon Kid though came out for Game Boy, but we no. Talked I'm about talking that. about the phenomenon from the uh, early 2000s. Speaking of phenomenons, no, this is not. This isn't going to work. But like, we're going to start doing our best of 1986. <laughs> games each person's gonna give five games we're gonna start from five five is worth one point fourth place is worth two points third place yeah that's right three points baby Uh. and it goes up and up from there and then we tally them up and we do our top five games of 1986 for those of you that need a refresher on the 1985 games the top five games of 1985 were excite bike in number five kung fu in number four Duck Hunt in number three. Golf in number two. <laughs> the joy on your face when you said golf. <laughs> just, uh, by one point, by one point, golf beat Duck Hunt, I should point out. And number one was a little game called Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. And I hate doing that thing where I'm like, you know, a little thing. Called, like, like, you might have never heard of it. Like, I hate doing that, and I'm sad that I did that just now because Super Mario Brothers is huge. It's a great game. Well, Keep talking about it all the time. So, uh... Let's go around. Every time we'll do it, like, different order. So, uh, Sean, please start with your number five game of 1986. All right. Well, I think this year was Slim Pickens. I think that if we had any larger of a list, I would just be throwing bad games onto our best, like, ten best. Wow. Or something like that, for me at least. So I had one honorable mention, and that was Mario Brothers. 
And I my number five is Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. I do. Uh, I, I still like playing Donkey Kong. I prefer to play it on an arcade cabinet, but this is pretty much the best, um, the best home console version that you could get at this point, and it's a very good game. So that's my number five. Great, uh, Joe. What is your number five? My number five is actually Commando. I, Commando. I think I, I, think hey. I liked it. I, I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I liked it a little more than, 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 the, than the room liked it. I think. Yeah, I think that was the, the general idea. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a great or like innovative game, but it was just I don't know. It was just fun. It was like a fun kind of run and gun experience, and definitely could have benefited from like longer range guns or like some kind of strafing, but. Yeah, it was a fun game. Not much, not much more to it than that. I just, I just enjoyed it. Okay, that's and that's really all you need for a number five place. Uh, Sam, what is your number five? My number five is Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. I think that it's it works mechanically. You know, I think that it's it's got cool art. There's a lot of parts of it that I really like, uh, but it's just it's too hard to be like to be higher up in my book. It's a little bit too frustrating to play to really. Uh, to really be hi- to be higher, I feel like it's the kind of game where if I had it uh, in back then, you know, then I would really invest time into getting better at it. But I don't think I would ever beat it. Gotcha. And uh, my number five is also Ghost and Goblins. Uh, I throw that in at number five because I think it definitely deserves a spot on this list. But for me, uh, not so much what Sam was saying about the difficulty, but I think like. I found myself not going back to it as much as I thought I was going to. Like, we talked about in the episode how, like, this game has a lot of charm and personality and, like, definitely, like, you know, takes a lot of steps in the right direction. But I think, like, whether that was because of the difficulty or because I got caught up in other games, for me, Ghosts and Goblins wasn't something I was really, like, itching to get back to once we were done with it here on the show. So that's why it stays at number five for me. Joe, number four. Number four for me, Mock Rider. Mock Rider. Mock Rider. And I, uh, which you are. Which I am Mock Joe Rider. Joe stands by the fact that I'm, he is yes, Mock Rider. And I'm unbiased. I didn't give rider. it number one. And yes, you but are all it, Mock Rider. Individually, to, in my own canon, I am Mock Rider, just like you are Mock Rider in your canon, is the, uh, <laughs> is the way that works. We all live in our own timeline. Yes. That's true. Uh, which is all split off from Quantum Suicide, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mock Rider, I think, f- felt ahead of its time. It's, I mean, it's hard to, it was hard before that to imagine a game giving you this kind of, like, excitement and, like, feeling like you're you're riding a bike, riding a motorcycle. Um, I think it stays a little lower on the list because its creation mode felt so pointless and, like, unsatisfying to actually sure. play through your, play through your creation. Otherwise, it might have been a little higher, but it was cool. a fun game. Sam, you're number four. My number four is Mario Bros. Mm. Mario Bros. Yeah. yeah thank I, you for finally um, <laughs> clarifying. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Mario Bros. I think that when we played this game two-player, it was one of the most fun games that I've played on the NES, I think. I think something about playing this game with another person just makes it incredible. I... As far as one player goes, I don't have as good of a time, which is why it's not higher. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I wrote a whole article, a whole like little excerpt on the Mario Brothers page for our website, mm-hmm. where like I just talked about how Mario Brothers never clicked with me, like in my. 25 years of playing games, like it never really connected me with me throughout. But playing two player 
like made me even appreciate the single player more. Like I started to realize like, hey, like this whole game has like a neat concept that I haven't really thought about in terms of gameplay. So yeah. I definitely think that like us playing together definitely helped my opinion of Mario Brothers. Uh, okay, so I'll go with my number four game, which is Donkey Kong. I know that um, some people might have expected this higher from me. I always praise Donkey Kong, but I think this is about where it comfortably sits on the list for me. I don't think it's really like a a top tier game. I just think it's it's so much fun. You know, there's if there was more content or if there was like a different thing from the arcade version like if it wasn't just like a straight port heck if it was even just a straight port unfortunately it only is three of the four (laughs) levels but like for me this game still works on the nes and it still does all the things that the uh, arcade version did right it does them again it's just it's missing that level so i couldn't put it up higher but it also didn't offer like anything extremely different so i was like at the end of the day this is where it falls for me i just i really like that game in general an imperfect version of a very good game exactly so number four for me Sean, what's your number four? My number four is Ghosts and Goblins. Even though I was uh, I was very scared of this game, um, I can still see the, the value in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a horror yeah, game. I, I, I'm afraid of ghosts, but I mean, the thing about Ghosts and Goblins, though, aside from the uh, the, the difficulty, which we will we'll never shut up about, um, is that it was the closest thing that I could find to a game offering like. An adventure, like it felt more cohesive than uh, a lot of the NES games we've been playing. Like, especially because it shows you that mini map. Like, you can actually see where you are in this world. Um, that com- uh, combined with the uh, with the backgrounds and uh, all of the the thematic elements of it. That's what that's what puts it on my top five. You mentioned that backgrounds thing, and I just remember how, like, we found out that in the very first level, in the back, you can see yes. the castle. Yeah. And I just thought that was so cool, like, yeah. just, like, a thing that they had taken the time to put in there and, like, these early kind of, like, world-building and video games things. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Right. And that's part of the reason why I say, like, cohesive. It just feels like it's all one thing instead of, like, oh, this uh, this is this board or this is this level. Like, it, it right. Was, uh, yeah. It's, it was an adventure. I hear you. All right, Sam, what is your number three of 1986? For number three, 1986, I have Balloon Fight. Okay. I think this is a great game. Um, it's not my favorite game, but I think that it's, like, solid. It's uh, it's such a good, solid, solid game, but it's just not my favorite kind of game to play. If I liked this game more, it'd be, it'd be way higher up because I, I can recognize... I feel bad because I can recognize this is a really solid, well-made game, mm-hmm. but it's just not one that I'm crazy about. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you have to be into yeah. the game itself. I'm I'm kind of glad that you can put it that high up just appreciating it. Yeah. You know, like, that's cool. Uh, Joe, number three. My number three is Ghost and Goblins. Hey, um, wow. Pretty surprising yeah. for me, if you don't mind me saying. I really thought that that might have been close to your number one. Close to my number one. It, it, I will say, I won't say what my number two is, but I will say they went back and forth a lot. Okay. Um, and That's I, helpful. And I ended putting Ghost and Goblins number three. Um, so Ghost and Goblins, I thought, was really difficult and, and could even be frustrating, but never in a way that felt cheap. Which I know we talked about. I think before we even played it, I think you told us that, mm-hmm. and I, and I really felt like that was that was true. It felt like I could learn, and it, it it rewards. It feels rewarding to progress because of how much you had to like how much work you had to put into trying to actually get there. 
And there are um, people who have beaten that game both times. You know, like, there's people out there. So clearly the game isn't cheap, but, I mean, like, they definitely spent a lot more time than anybody right. else learning how to right. do that stuff. But I think that that is rewarding that it's not just, like, something like a game we're going to be playing much later down the line, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, where, like, that water level is just notoriously hard because it just wasn't designed properly. And it's just a water level. Yeah, and it's a water level, right. too, so that doesn't help. But, like, I like that Ghosts and Goblins, really, for the most part, I mean, I have my complaint about the Red Devils and stuff like that, but for the most part, like, nothing in this game is cheap. Right, and, and it never feels hopeless, either. Like, it always seems like, when you die, it always seems like... the the way to beat that level was in sight. Like, you knew what you had to do and how to get there, so it always felt, like, learnable. I noticed um, that more watching someone else play. Yeah. You know, like, if I would watch someone else play, I'd be like, but why didn't you just do yeah. that? Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. But if I was exactly. doing it, I, I did, I'm not going to lie to you, I did feel a little helpless. I was like, oh, shit, like, I really don't know what to do right now. Like, kind of <laughs> suck at this game. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I definitely felt helpless as far as my skill level, but I didn't feel helpless as, like, there's no possible way to do it. Right, I was like, right, I know right. what I have to learn to do. Um, but the same reason I didn't put it on my essential list, which is the, first of all, the the no saving overall. Like, you can't shut the game off and come back to it. Um, also, the pickups kind of being pointless or or not very useful for the most part uh, were, the like, the major things that made me decide to keep this number three and not number two. Cool. Okay. I will give my number three, which is Mock Rider. I am putting Mock Rider at number three here, and, uh, you know, I don't know what more I could say about Mock Rider that I, like, didn't already cover in that episode. So, like, I'll just reiterate that, for me, this game just, it exudes, like, such personality and confidence in a game, like, that has that has really no business, like, being that, like, awesome, you know? It, the gameplay... I, I look back on it, and I'm like, yeah, the gameplay is not, like, the tightest thing ever, but I'm still going to totally keep going back to that game just because of how much fun it is. Like, it's so much fun to be the mock rider and go, like, uh, you know, on the apocalypse road, if you will, and shoot down your enemies. And, and even, like, when you're not playing the enemy side and you're just doing, like, the endurance, like, I still have a lot of fun just being in command of that motorcycle. I think that, you know, the, you know... Three fake 3D thing about it didn't really like work out in its favor in the long run. Like looking at it, like sometimes I felt like I didn't necessarily have to die, you know, like, the way that the things were going because I, I, I would have had a little more clairvoyance. But it's like, hey, that's just the way that they designed the game. Yeah. Like you just gotta sometimes you just gotta buff out those scratches. Yeah, it, later. yeah at least it's in, it's impressive in the way it does that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, perfect. I think this is just like a very impressive game that has no business really. Like especially from Nintendo. Like keep in mind, like Mock Rider. It never, I, I think like it came to the West before it ever went back to Japan. So it's just like interesting to see that game here being made, like specifically, like how do we capture that American audience? And they do it really well. You know, they yeah. they get like that that eighties blockbuster vibe to it. So right. Mock Rider is totally up there for me, even if I don't think that the gameplay is as tight as I originally thought in the episode. But at least it's better than what a lot of us thought it was when we first turned it on, where you just couldn't avoid those enemies that were just kind yeah. of blowing you up. <laughs> you, you definitely have to change gears in yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, you're number three. My number three is also Balloon Fight. Um, I think that, uh, like, just the... I know that it's sort of a carbon copy of Joust, in a way, um, but I didn't know what Joust was until after I played Balloon Fight. Um, so this is just the most unique game that I've played in this uh, in this 1986 lineup, uh, just by virtue of like the movement mechanisms and 
like the, the mode of attack, the strategy that you have to use just to get there. It's a it's a lot of fun to play with friends. It's a lot of fun to play on your own. Uh, the music's great. Like it's it's just a well polished Nintendo game. Great, uh, Sam. Number two. Speaking of great, it's Gradius. Hey, yeah. very nice. Um, if, yeah. Maybe you could have said that with a little more confidence. <laughs> okay, no, it's great. It's Gradius. It's, it's Gradius. Uh, Gradius is just a, it's a great game. You know, it's. It's just fun. I don't know. It just works really well. And you weren't on that episode, so I was love to yeah. hear you just like yeah. It's it just like I, I, the number twos are always a surprise. I wasn't yeah, on the yeah, golf yeah. episode and that <laughs> one. Yeah, um, you gotta stick. See, that's what I'm saying though. You gotta. That's why. That's why nostalgia for me. It's like addictive. Like I gotta play every game because I never know like which game is gonna surprise right. me. Yeah. No, this game for sure surprised me. It just it feels great to play. I think the power up system is really cool in it. Um, and I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of fun to play. There's bosses, you know. There's like weird little sub bosses. There's like environmental bosses, which is like an interesting thing on its own. Um, the the cursed double volcano. Yeah, we, we just talked or about that Sam. double upside down volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Sam didn't like the volcano either. Well, I also didn't know that you could shoot the bursts. Yeah, out yeah of the you volcano. ran into the Joe problem. Yeah, yeah I so didn't know that. I, fa- I, I found like the exact spot on the screen where not a lot of them went. <laughs> Which is actually directly above the second volcano, if you can get there. I found that nothing ever hit me. Wow. Like, all the way on the ceiling, um, but directly a square above it. Interesting. Yeah. That's never where I went. Very oh. nice. Uh, Joe, number two. My number two is Balloon Fight. Hey. Uh, very close to Ghosts and Goblins, but it gets number two. The controls feel very very right to me they feel floaty in like an intentional way um and and it's kind of ridiculous to say this but they feel accurate like that's like i know that's not probably not how you'd move if you were tied to two balloons flapping your arms around but it feels like that's how you would move like it feels right (laughs) yes it's very realistic it's kinesthetically (laughs) yeah exactly um and then just like the chaos of everyone floating around on screen and trying to take each other out and like using that those weird floaty like mechanics of the momentum to your advantage right. or like them coming into your disadvantage uh it's i don't know it's, it's fun and it's unique so that takes my number two very cool uh sean your number two my number two is mock rider um this game is just my aesthetic um it's uh um i just want to be that like guy on the motorcycle in the in the desert post apocalypse everything's dying i'd rather it not be uh aliens i want it to just be like man has done this to themselves um but uh between but between the the sense of speed that you get playing through this game i know that like it's not perfect in terms of all of its uh mechanics uh but it does convey a great sense of speed and the atmosphere is great um, I still am kicking myself for not making this in a, a uh, an essential an essential game. Yeah, you were kind of you were even bummed a little bit after the episode, but that you didn't vote for I, it. I've been, that was interesting. I know. I just I couldn't. I, I didn't know what was stopping me, and I still like sit up at night. <laughs> I, I get. A, I like wake up at four o'clock in the morning in a sweat. And I'm like, you could have saved Mock Rider. <laughs> wait, wait, Mock Rider didn't it go did, on? It, oh, did, it, it did, it did. Okay, but I could have been a part of that. You could have been a part of it. Gotcha. Of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, wow. And I, Joe is like looking at me lately because I've been smirking like well, crazy. I see that you're looking at the and tally. It's not even just the tally. It's not even that uh, Sam is writing very creative names for <laughs> oh, some of these. Okay, like um, what's the one that you wrote for Sean for Spookers and Goobers <laughs> for Ghosts and Goblins, uh, Dunkus Congus. Uh, there's some good ones on there. Uh, Marider, 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 Ghosts and Paul Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely it's polarizing um, for yep. some. But right, yeah, uh, but I'm smirking actually because I see exactly. I'm seeing the future right now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. You know that's exactly why I wasn't looking. All I didn't the things see falling into place exactly where I want the <laughs> chips to fall. So this is beautiful, and uh, I will finish off the number two picks. With my number two, which is Balloon Fight. Balloon Fight is my number two. And, you know, I will throw this out there. This is going to be weird to say. This is the game I had the most fun playing out of all the (laughs) games in 1986. And, you know, not that Super Mario Brothers isn't perfect, but this is up there, like, in terms of fun games, you know, like, just games that are really fun to play because... Something about, like, like it's addictive. Like, I just keep going back, and I'm not a high score guy, but something makes me want to keep playing that high score thing. The the fluid motion of it and the ability to either, like, flap singly with the A or multi-flap with B multi-flap. is multi-flap. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got to be in a new manual that I make specifically for the game. I'm talking about multi-flap. Uh, and the different modes, too, of just being, like, Single player is its own kind of like juggernaut, and then like you know, uh, two player adds like this co op but competitive mode, similar to like what Mario Brothers was doing. And I just think that's really cool. So, like, everything I liked about like a lot of the arcade games kind of like really comes together in Balloon Fight. So, I think like awesome for that, but just also the balloon trip mode, like you were talking about, not even just the song, but just like it was a whole new way to play that game, and I would love to see other modes. So I am not only announcing that Balloon Fight's my number two, but definitely like the most fun I had with a game in 1986. It's funny because you were, before this episode, you were kind of just playing through a bunch of games, and I was watching you play Balloon Fight, and I was going to ask you, like, you've been playing this game, haven't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like, this isn't your first time it. since yeah, the episode. Yeah. I, I definitely it. like playing Balloon Fight, and I, I don't know if that's just like, you know, whether it's the Nintendo charm of it or if it's the Iwata yeah. thing, you know, but like something about Balloon Fight just works. Yeah. And I think like that speaks enough for it. Yeah. I, so. I, I think personally, I like Balloon Flight more than I did on the episode. Yeah. Now that it's like sat yeah, yeah. with me a little bit. You were, yeah, you were, um, you were remote on that episode too. So you I didn't was. really have a chance to like talk that much, but you, you seem to have enjoyed it, but I don't think you were as hype about yeah. it as everybody else. Whereas like Commando. Yeah. You just couldn't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish yeah. you would stop. Uh, I don't know if I'm right where Sean is with Mock Writer as far as, uh, I don't know if I if I fully regret not voting for it to be essential, but I'm a little closer to be like, I don't know if I would, if uh, to do it again, if I would have voted Balloon Fight to be essential. All right. So, if I, if yeah. I could start, I'm just so glad that, yeah, we could all be a part of this moment um, because <laughs> my number one is Ninja Kid. No. Uh, <laughs> it will be Gradius. Um the one game, aside from Super Mario Brothers, that it looks like this is like in a new era of video games for me and the NES. It is is so smooth and it's so fast paced and it, all of the little all the power ups and all this stuff just happening on the screen. It was it was just a um a 
it, it was just a it was chaos, but not in the way that we keep complaining about in these games. It was just that that fun like shmup. It was it was a lot of fun. That's the only word I could use right now. <laughs> yes, it was my number one game as well. Gradius is my number one game of 1986, and I think it's like. It's just crazy. I was talking about this in the episode, but I really thought about it recently, like going back to it. Like the ability to select your power ups and kind of play like this risk and reward game with yourself. Yeah. Like player choice in a video game of like of, of a genre that really just didn't ever do player choice before and has now like decided that it's going to do it. But also like the first time we're even experiencing that in an NES game, period. Like, yeah, you have like some choice about how you're going to tackle like, the objective of a game. But this is one that's directly, like, influencing your character. You know, like, you're playing as Vic Viper, and it's like, well, the ship is Vic Viper, and it's like, how are you going to, like, you know, customize your ship and make it this way, you know? Like, some loadouts don't work against certain bosses, so you really have to, like, think about what mm-hmm. you're going to do. But then there's also that, like, that risk of, like, oh, I might lose it all if I don't get this power-up right now, you know? So if I can't wait for option. I have to get, like, speed up right now so this way I can cruise through all of these Moe Islands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Moe or Moai? Moai, right? I don't know. Uh, that we never, got, we never no, got to the bottom of that. Something will happen. Something yeah, I did get to the bottom happen. of very recently was the uh, Brutus or Bluto debate. <laughs> yes. And it turns out that it's, uh, it is both is the answer, and it just depends on Brutus. like... Yeah. I actually thought Pluto, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. In the episode, I thought it was Pluto. Yeah, and then we, that got us into a whole separate conversation <laughs> about Pluto and Goofy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Joe, what's your number one game of 1986? Number one game, 1986, Gradius. Hey! Uh, and, and Gradius, that kind of game, that kind of like space shmup, I guess, is not usually my type of game. So this one really stood out to me. It, it, you know, it felt so polished and like full of content. So, you know, that was, it felt very different to me than... Yeah, I'm, like, I'm right on board with you. Yeah. Like, I'm not usually the kind of guy to play these kind of games. I don't know why. I I guess it's just... It's just usually not my jam, but there's just something special about Gradius. Isn't it weird that it, I mean, like, we've played tons of futuristic games at this point compared to the games we're playing, but this game, when we play it in context to the 86 and 85 games, it feels like it's from the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we we had just gotten done playing 1942, which felt (laughs) like it had, it was made in the 70s for some reason to me. I hated 1942. Um, Which is okay to say. Yeah. um, But. It it was just such a it's night and day between these two games. I don't know what they did differently aside from the perspective and the way that you're flying, right. but yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just kind of wrote down a couple things when I, as I was just deciding, I was writing down things I liked about it, and I was like, I, I guess this is my number one game. I like so much <laughs> about it, and and I you know I've got there's a pretty deep power up system like for its time. There's plenty of actually plenty plenty of great music, which is something we haven't really talked about. Um, there's great graphics. There's smooth controls consistently fun and varying gameplay like it's not always exactly the same so it's just like wow that, like none, none of these other games have all of that going for it so it just feels like the most complete game great of 86 i love it yeah of 86 <laughs> sam would you like to How's it going, vote guys? Any you, can't, you can't vote for gradius for one and two and no, you've I already know. voted for number two i know uh i'm a simple man you put me on a motorcycle in a post-apocalyptic city, and you tell me to go fast and shoot stuff, and I'm I'm happy with that. I there's something about Mock Rider that I'll just keep coming back to it and playing it. It's a kind of game where you can just play it for short bursts and have a great time. 
and that's the kind of game that works just for what I like to like use gaming for. It's right. not something that has like a long, um, like a long ex- arc. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a. Um, you get right into um, the action too. Like, yeah, I love yeah, how I love how like you're what you're saying. You know, you go to endurance mode. You just do a quick run through. You see what you can do, and then you just like it, eh, yeah, yeah. Back but to like else. I might, but even then, like I'll still just I'll I'll get hooked again. It hooks me every time I play it. I'm like, oh, I'll do a quick race, and I'm like, oh well, I can do better than that or something. You know, <laughs> and I just for it's so simple, and I get that there are bigger games, and Gradius has a whole like crazy system and. Like boss fights and all this stuff, and I, it's, I'm not knocking that at all. This is just for me. This is the kind of game that is like perfect for me. That's this, awesome. this is a great I don't game. think Mock Rider is a bad number one number one pick, to be honest. No, and I kind of actually love how Joe made it number four, I made it number <laughs> three, Sean made it number two, and Sam made it number one. Like wow. everybody has it in a different spot, but but we it's always all there. Feel good about like, it. My, yeah. my my list is actually my two and one have like an arrow pointing between the two of them because I didn't know which one I was going to place higher because huh. I a game it, day decision. It was a game day decision. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, between I think that Gradius and Mock Rider are in a different echelon in my top five. Like, there's my top five, but then there's also my top two. Like, right. you know, those aren't th- those aren't touched yeah. by the rest. Of them. I would say I think Mock Rider feels the closest to what we were just saying about Gradius about being like you know the next level of video games. Like, it yeah, feels yeah. Like, a, like the next gen, I guess. Right. <laughs> When's that next-gen Nintendo console coming out? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I totally understand, and that's awesome. So we're going to take a quick break and play the Mock Rider theme, and then... Uh, sorry, Joe, no balloon no, trip. No. How are we uh, going to tally to this music? Yeah, we're going to play the Mock Rider theme, <laughs> and when we come back, we'll give you the results. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that uh, track, which uh, I was just saying that should that that track alone should make it my number one game. <laughs> but let's finish this countdown. All right, so everybody voted. Now let's do the list. Okay, so coming in at number five is Donkey Kong. With three. Thank you for yeah. I didn't know if that was confusing. Like to add, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but I think it does matter. Yeah, with yeah. three points, three votes. Donkey Kong comes in at number five. I feel good about that. In with number four comes with seven points. Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> Or 
as I prefer it now, uh, scoobers and goobers. <laughs> Spookers, and Spookers, Spookers and goobers. I like scoobers. It's like Scooby-Doo, you know? But sure. Yeah. Okay. I would like to see a rom hack where you play a Scooby-Doo <laughs> instead of the knight. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. That's... And he, like, loses his skin the first time he gets oh in. He's just a skeleton dog that, like, <laughs> all right, never mind. Um, I'm leaving that. Uh, <laughs> but then when he dies, what is he? His skeleton... So he's already it's like I, bone I know that, marrow. Ew. Guys, guys, this might seem like a big problem, but we have a bigger problem, okay? Right. We have a tie between uh mock rider and balloon fight for, for number second. three and two. Yeah. Okay? They are both tied at fourteen points apiece. And while I thought at first that the only fair way to decide this was to have both games fight each other in karate champ, I realized <laughs> that that is cruel and unusual punishment. So instead we're doing tag team wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, what we decided was the worst game, actually. Um, we are going to just do an open debate, I guess, about it until somebody convinces see, everybody where it should stand. See, I guess we could do an open debate, but I think we could also just do it mathematically. It may not be more fun, but I'd say Mock Rider has a, a number one vote and a number two vote. Okay. And Balloon Fight has two number two votes. Just, you know, e- even though balloon seems, seems even, pretty even, though. even though uh, even though balloon fight is my my choice, I think what you're saying makes sense because we all we all just chose these. Are we going to convince each other? Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I just think that like the average ranking of mock rider is higher than balloon fight. This is absurd. <laughs> uh, Sam, what do you think? I mean, you gonna... guys know where I rest on on this. Well, I think right, that, yeah. But I mean, as but... far as how we should handle this, is this absurd, huh. Mike? No, well, you know what? Let here's me take the a thing. look. I just think Balloon Fight's a really good game. It'd be an awful shame to see it finish out in third. Uh, I I agree, Oof. but I I I'm just saying I think that that's not a that's not an unfair idea. Okay, here's why I'm willing to concede. Okay, not because this has been going on for a while now, this episode, but also just because we just listened to that theme song, and that theme song is so hot <laughs> that I'd be okay with saying that. Mock Rider got 14 and a half points, and Balloon Fight got 14, even though we're just going to keep it at 14 and 14. Yeah. I'll be comfortable leaving Balloon Fight at third if everybody else is. Oh, I'm comfortable. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I prefer it at second, but I think that that's a very fair way to do it. Yeah. It's um, very nice. Very nice of you to bring up, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Balloon Fight is a pretty good game. You put, you put Mock Rider as your number one. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Mock Rider coming in at number two with 14, which leaves Balloon Fight at number three with 14. And so our number one game with 19 points is Gradius. Yep, make no mistake about it. Gradius is the number one game of 1986. Guys, what are we thinking? Yep. Good. I think it deserves (laughs) it. (laughs) No, you you can fight us on this. You You can yell at us on Twitter. Uh, I have a really uh, interesting point to make before anybody fights us. Okay. Super Mario Brothers came in first in 1985 with 19 points as wow. well. Wow. Ooh. Wow. So I don't know if I'm going to open up a can of worms here, but if it, does, does anybody have like their top five NES games period so far that we've played? So combining 85 and 86... I, I can do mine to I, buy some time. I can do mine as well. I can with a very little thought version of mine, but off the top of my head. Yeah, like, you know, just like what you're feeling at this moment. So for me, Super Mario Brothers stays at number one. All right, sorry, uh, Gradius, but you are number two now. Number three is Balloon Fight. Number four is Golf. 
and number five is Mock Rider. So only two 1985 games remain at this point. 86 games are swallowing. And it's just <laughs> so weird to yeah, think about we because think they're not too hyped yeah. on the year. It just had a lot of good games yeah. somehow. I would say um, that uh, my top three from 1986 just get sandwiched between two games from 1985. So, yeah, number one is Super Mario Brothers, and then Gradius, and then Mock Rider, and then Balloon Fight, and then Duck Hunt. Oh, Golf got off the list. <laughs> oh, that really that high it was about time. Game. It was oh, about time. Okay, yeah. it's kind of surprising it's still on. Yeah, we should be. We should. There's a problem with. The I golf should grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, uh, it's pretty similar, uh, if not identical. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, not identical because I like I prefer Mock Rider. Right. Um, so we got Super Mario Brothers. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, then we got Mock Rider. Just me preference. Um, then we got Gradius, Balloon Fight, and what's what's my last one? I'm you not... like you like Duck Hunt at all? I, I like Duck Hunt. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> not like, like my, my favorite game. What about uh, Spookers and Goobers? Spookers <laughs> and Goobers. I wouldn't put it up that high. No, though. no. You got... you like that at number five? Yeah. Uh, You're pretty I, high I on uh, on Clue Clue Land, right? Clue Clue Land. I feel like you yeah. had one in '85 that was. What Very unique, one? right? That was that no one else had, like pinball or something. Or? Oh, I had pinball, yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Play, I'm not yeah, playing yeah, pinball. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Five is kind of like five an is empty, empty right it's now. Empty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really have. Yeah, you'd rather go outside. Like, <laughs> number five, going outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, sure. I'll put what the heck. I'll put golf up there because nice, it's my number two hey, of, uh, golf, baby. of 1985, uh, and it's a very different one compared to the rest of them. Joe, top five. So I still, I still stay top one at the blasphemous duck hunt. Wow, over Super Mario Brothers, still the number which, one game. Which stay, Super Mario Brothers stays at number two, then Gradius, <coughs> then Balloon Fight, and then like I, I'm honestly still torn between Wrecking Crew and Ghost and Goblins. Like wow, oddly, okay. Wrecking Crew, like I wasn't cr- crazy about the game, but I was. I would love the creation mode. Right, right, right. So I mean, I really don't know. You still I, got the game running, so they don't like delete your, uh, your. Uh, your, your yeah, boards, yeah, they right? will delete yeah. it. It's, right. it it's just still running. <laughs> it's been like six months now. Um, I don't know. Can, can I leave these like perpetually in like yes, in, they're in, in internal combat? I, I allow like, that. Okay. Uh, the last thing before we close out the show, uh, I don't know if anything's about to happen because we haven't really talked about it, but we do need to discuss a little business here, uh, gentlemen, and that is the essential games list. All right. So right now on the Essential Games list, we have Super Mario Brothers, we have Duck Hunt, we have Balloon Fight, Mock Rider, and we have uh, Gradius. Those are five amazing games. Would anyone like to make a motion for a game to be added or removed from that list? Can that happen? That can happen if, if, you, if you feel like it now you would like to add your name to that list. I think it has to happen. And I feel like I've been carrying like the sins of the father. Like for however many months it's been since this <laughs> countless <laughs> night, I haven't slept in forty days. <laughs> uh, Sam, are you saying that you might like to have your name on the Gradius? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> your name will be on Gradius yeah. as well. Yeah, Joe, you want to get your name on anything, or do you want to start <laughs> yeah. tearing walls down? It's do you... funny balloon fight. Up. I'm still like I. I also just I'm so uh, indecisive right now because balloon fight. I, I, Part of me wants to put my name next to Balloon Fight, but part of me wants to stand by my initial. But you know what? 
I think I think Balloon Fight deserves my my vote. There you go. Okay. Uh, uh, any games getting added? So there's this game called Excite Bike. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So you're not getting for, me to change my those, vote for Excitebike again. For those uninformed, uh, Excitebike was an essential game that was taken down in the Best of 1985 episode. And unfortunately, at this point now, when we do our recaps for the end of the year, you have to get unanimous voting to get back on or off the list. So it's not so easy, uh, and I don't know if Excitebike will ever make it back. But some of you hated us for putting Excitebike on the essential game I mean, I was Suspicious from the beginning. Huh. I'm sorry that I had a hand in putting excitement. Ah, on who the essential. Cares? Who cares? Hey, that you design know, mode. It's it's a. <laughs> I I have no regrets putting it on the essential. Game I still list. like excitement. For the time, it was like wow. I didn't know that <laughs> NES games could be like this, you know. And then yeah. hey, at yeah. the very launch of the console, <laughs> yeah. Like, who yeah. knew? <laughs> yeah. He says the first, the fourth game he's ever yeah, played. Yeah, I, like, I got really fifth. excited. It's like, well, this is no Clue Clue Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's about all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Please join us in 1987, our 2018. I'm pretty sure if it's probably close to the end of 2018 at this point. Sorry, guys. We record these in advance. Happy Hanukkah. So who knows what's on the website right now? That's NostalgiaCast.com. You know how to spell it. It's the name of the show. And uh, NostalgiaCast.com is where you can find, like, all sorts of show notes and articles and listicles and click holes and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you can just keep clicking for hours. And uh, I've heard that if you click on the podcast link 1,000 times, uh, you'll get a special email from contact (laughs) at NostalgiaCast.com. That's contact at NostalgiaCast.com. And that's the email that you can, uh, you know, contact us at. Uh, for all sorts of things where you can tell us, hey, here's my top games of 1986. Here's why Gradius sucks. Here's why Ghosts and Goblins should be formally recalled Spookers and Goobers. <laughs> you know, it's like everything is cool. And if you want to tell me why you think you can single-handedly destroy every known cart of a game and also remove its existence from the internet... You can also send me something about that. Yeah. Uh, there is a hidden pixel on the website that if you click on it, it will give you all of our social security numbers. So please, look into that. <laughs> really just spend a lot of time on the website. Yeah. Click I'm on sure every, I made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there's no bounty, though, for No, that's not mistakes. how you get yeah, people yeah, on the yeah. website. Have you, you say, um, there are no mistakes on this website. Well, I, I wondered yeah. <laughs> if baseball, if NES baseball is haunted. Wow, the second ever game. For the NES, and it's haunted. Well, Is why? it? Read up on that. Yeah, why maybe. would it be haunted? Well, that's a good question, Sam, but that's a question for another time. We'll do a special episode on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should do a, a Halloween-themed episode. episode for that. Uh, all right, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film at, on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, Nostalgia posts a lot of cool stuff like Mario ice cream. You guys love that post. Should I... Post other ice creams. Maybe yeah. I should make my own ice we cream. Get a, we should maybe get should an you, episode. Maybe on my own personal account, I'll post a picture of me eating ice cream. Who knows? <laughs> Sky's the limit. So is 1987. That's the limit for now. This is my limit. This is the end of the show's limit. Keep watching. Subscribe get everywhere you limits. listen. Get the limits. Maximum limit. <laughs>
Now it's time for the post show. Welcome to the post show. Hey, 1986. <laughs> Guys, what came out in 1986? Man, fuck 1986, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know what the funny thing about 1986 is? What? Nothing? It, it didn't happen twice. Like we said in the Well, topic. they named it. Twice. Well, who uh, named it? Who na- someone, it uh, did happen twice. 1986 BC. <laughs> that's not the same year. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's actually really true, though. Like Technically, we've already seen the year 4000 just backwards. Yeah, but we didn't call it that. We didn't call it the year 4000. Well, we didn't call it this we year start, the year of Glarvik. We didn't start at 4000 oh, we, have to, yeah, we have to make sure that this happens at zero. That reminds me of, yeah, yeah, like when Louis C.K. did that whole thing about, like, they weren't calling it, like, the year 12. And then he was like, yeah, but I'm 26. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 the year 12. Like, it was decided, like, you know, when everybody who was comfortably dead at that point yeah, and it was, yeah. like, reassuring. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, it's 700? Comfortably like, I'm, dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. most people die comfortably, but. Yeah, like, they don't. They don't don't call this year like actually back you know, then people were not dying not dead no they were just no, weren't dying yeah. comfortably yeah oh yeah they weren't living not. comfortably yeah i was gonna say they don't call this year like earth extinction negative seven. Oh you know? shit you're right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just call it Very 2018 is that you're uh you calling that right now negative seven yeah seven I years i bet money on that seven years yeah uh, against me or with or like against you? Uh, that, so if you if it's so you not think it's not gonna years, you think it won't last that long? No, no, I think that if it <laughs> if we're still alive in seven yeah. years, then you have to yeah, pay me. I'd money. make that. I'd make that bet. Too. All right, and if I we're not, that bet if we're not alive, you gotta pay me. Some. <laughs> I, will, yeah, I will pay you my entire savings. I made that bet uh, for 2012. Actually, I actually made that bet. I didn't collect because I'm a nice guy, but <laughs> if someone really made that bet with me. <laughs> Trying to look up some events that happened in 1986. What we and, got? Uh, I think NES did something. The infamous FBI shootout in Miami results in the death of two FBI agents and the wounding of five others on April 11th. Um, oh, wow. April 26th, the Chernobyl disaster. Oh. 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 All right, I so. I forgot to talk about, give a shout out to Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> My Chernobyl. Uh, I just did like a crazy thing on that, by the way. Like, uh, yeah. like a, like a trip, did... trip down memory lane, I guess. Like, like, just, <laughs> like, like, did you go to Chernobyl? No, 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 no. Like 100, I found like 100 plus Imgur album of just like photos showing like oh, the days before and after. Yeah. And it was just like it was crazy, like to see that stuff. So it's cute, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's like it, the the guy who was standing like directly behind it when it happened, like evaporated. He was just essentially vaporized. Like, wow. Like, the I mean, very that's not second funny, that but happened. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, but think about it, though. It's like, it happened fast enough that he doesn't even, like, know it happened. But, yeah. like, at the same time, like. <laughs> and he didn't get to become Dr. Manhattan. All of his, yeah, know. all of his atoms, like, just undid themselves. Like, it's insane. That's crazy. Uh, also, the uh, space shuttle Challenger explosion happened. Oh, man. In, a lot of uh, not, not good bad stuff. Things happen yeah, so far we talked about the FBI shootout and that, too. But at so. least we got Gradius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that Wikipedia wants to highlight is that the Mindbender at Fantasyland inside the West Edmonton Mall derailed, killed three riders, oh injured one rider, and slams into a concrete post. What what happy stuff happened then? Very insane. Was there anything uh, happy that happened? All then? of this happened. Um, what about music? I feel like there was some cool music then, right? What what albums came um, out then? Um, unfortunately, that, that information is not readily available. Yeah, we um, can't. Well, no one actually knows when music comes out. Great, that's cool. Fine, yeah. I'm here. Good. Oh, the Phantom of the Opera opens at Her Majesty's Theater in London. Three people were murdered there, though. The Phantom. The fandom of the opera. The phantom of the fandom. 
The Statue of Liberty is reopened to the public after celebrating its centennial and then an extensive refurbishment. Yacent. Yacent. Um, all right. That's all I have to say. That's the post show. Anybody else got anything? Talk about Hot Wheels? Chinese food. Ooh, yeah, oh, wheels. yeah, we, we did talk about Hot <laughs> we Wheels, did. Though, didn't we? Also, for the 1985 episode, we had a good a good portion where we talked about uh, mm. those styrofoam cups with the sunset on it. We didn't have an, an 1986 equivalent of that. What was it, styrofoam, styrofoam cups with the yeah. sunset? Yes, yeah, so, like it was someone's, someone's what 1985 reminds you of the most. Isn't that I think it was you? Sunlight. Didn't we say that was the blue squiggle? That's the yeah, 90s one. Yeah, 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 the 90s blue thing. squiggle. Yeah, that's yeah, a 90s No, someone thing. said it. I think mm. you said it, Mike, okay. for 1985. Yeah, so I was just being, it's, it's, being it's a piece not of a shit. sunset? I was just being garbage. <laughs>